0: hi guys this catchy on catch me reading so today's book it's um, like I said in the tiny previous podcast I just dropped like two minutes ago Um, it's about love it's about family it's about friendship it's about love or love family relationship with standing things you know circumstances and everything like that the name of this book is belong to me by Marisa de los santos Marisa de los let me see let me pronounce it marissa de los santos so this book it's so new it's just I am not going to go into too much details in this book. I think sometimes I go into too much details because I can't stop talking about um the book, and sometimes I make it so official and I really don't enjoy sometimes talking about the book because I'm like, but I think I'm not going to go too much I'm going to make my podcast shorter now so because I'm just I know some people don't like reading books or don't have the time and um, i'm in i'm caught in between trying to go into details for people that don't read and trying to not go into details so you just for people that read so you'll be intrigued and want to read this book so today i don't like like i said let's just go with the flow so on, on the beginning of this book they introduced us to cornelia cornelia brown who is married to Matteo Sandoval. Matteo is an an oncologist. He's a doctor for cancer if I'm getting that right. Um and Cornelia is she's this English lady, I think she used to be a publicist. I don't know if I got that right. I don't I I never research about these things so they are moving the in this in the introduction they are moving into the suburbs because i think this was after 9-11 and unfortunately cornelia lost her she had a miscarriage a day before 9-11 and everything she just felt like the city was just maybe too much for her and she spoke to her husband who is like oh god i i can't go into detail how good looking matteo is matteo is like very exotic he's he's like very exotic i'm not going to go into that now but i'm talking about cornelia cornelia is like she's five feet she's very very small very very small and short and And a very she's this kind of people that you cannot just love so them so the way Cornelia explained this they went they did like a party one of their new neighbors in Philadelphia in Philadelphia that's where they moved into I guess I hope I'm saying that right Um when she came the host of the party was like oh you're wearing such a cute dress and she was like okay the dress is cute but why did the woman say it that way and then when she entered the partition that stood why the woman said it that way was because everybody was putting on linen pants and like sleeveless tops you know like wow a suburb fashion um police thing like they all planned it or ev- anything. I guess maybe if you've lived in the suburb for a long time, you go with the fashion flow. And she grew up in this kind of suburbs, though she moves to the city and she's kind of like a city girl. And she met Piper. papa is like the queen bee of this place. The woman is rude. That's just how I have to put it. She's a very rude person. And when she asked her her name, and she was like, Cornelia, and one was like, mm. What a weird name and everything. But that's not the point. So, we're introduced to Cornelia. Cornelia, who is married to Matteo. And Matteo, who is half-Swedish half and another exotic place like that. You guys should read it and find out. And um, she had met Piper before. And Piper was really rude to her. Piper came, came to tell her that... The first time she met Piper, Piper was like, okay, the first half time she met Piper, she saw Piper getting in and she waved at her like, neighbor now, and Piper looked at her for like five seconds before she put down her glasses and waved back at her. Then the first official time she met Piper, Piper came and was like, um, the last people who stayed in your house, uh, they were not professional couples that I just want to ask if you are. A professional cop and she was like in what And then cornelia was like what do you mean i said oh they, they don't have children so i'm asking if you want to have children like that's so rude you don't ask people that papa is all this kind of you know what i'm not going to get into Piper now and she was like that was rude and Piper, she didn't tell Papa. Papa was like wow so you're not you don't have children Ooh. And this is such a great place for a great neighborhood for families and she was so stunned because this is someone you don't know and she said she was in between saying i'm sorry like for not having children or go to hell and then papa was like well, welcome to the neighborhood and she was like it was nice to meet you pepe and Papa was like likewise and when papa was like half real she not on and it's piper like i can't imagine i am not sure i'll be patient enough to be like that polite i I would have like called Piper out on it but it gets maybe shock at somebody having the audacity to be that rude like jesus where does it come from so when she went to this party that was when she met piper the second time okay no they met a second time when papa brought cookies to her and like she just wanted to ask her that the their front yard it looks like the the truck as in the movers like spots their garden like their front yard and that she their their landscape their landscaper i guess that's what they call it is very nice and she came to give her a card because their front yard is not really looking very good like what the hell i don't know if she's nosy or she's just she's just a snob and she was Piper left and she threw the, the card at Piper though she didn't do it when Piper was there. And when she was explaining to her husband, her husband was not taking her serious. And he was laughing at like, okay, that maybe they'll buy a garden gnome just to like annoy Piper and everything. And she was like explaining to him that he's so rude. Like um, Piper is so rude and Tio, her husband was just laughing at her. So um, when they met in the party, she noticed how... cause. She's used to Tio being very handsome. Tio is a very handsome person. And she's used to seeing women, through, as in change them. Like, when they meet Tio, they're like, oh. So Tio is half Swedish and half Filipino. Mm, I can imagine that combination. And he has green eyes and this hair. And I don't just know how to go about imagining and um, explaining Tio to you guys. But when you guys read it, you guys you understand where I'm coming from and she said she was used to people falling for tio because she has known tio since she was four years old and when they were small and they are playing used maybe in this all this um party like all this um barbecue you know all these suburbs barbecue maybe July 4th barbecue and children are playing and their parents everywhere and so a woman will just stop and like oh Tio and Matthews you're so handsome and he will blush because he's very shy when it comes to his looks and he'll go about running like he has been a fine baby, a fine teenager, a handsome youth, and an exceptional stunning man. Hmm. Wow. That's how I can explain it. He is he, a very handsome man. So she likes watching women meet you. And when she saw Piper, and the way Piper touched her necklace, you know, that... She was like, wow, at least she has a hat a deep down. And so when they were in the party and everybody was talking about how they met... Um, someone was like, oh, he has met... um." Richard girl in New York and I was like um, Piper was the one who said she met Uma Thurman that's Kill Bill Uma Thurman and that she didn't look as good she had huge feet no makeup and dark roots and she mean dark roots like she trying to say that Uma is not a real blonde and she Piper was like oh she met um Armand Asante I don't know if you guys have watched any of his film when i was reading um this book i really didn't know who he is but when i went to check it on google and i saw who he was so you guys should check who he was if you read the book you'll be intrigued to know who Armand asante is and everybody was looking at her like i'm a certain there's something about um cornelia she's very smart and piper i'm not sure if Piper is one of it. she's a bright bulb so and whenever cornelia talks you know these people that they are literature majors As in, there are people that they did English maybe for um their BA and um, literature for their masters. She was doing her PhD before she dropped out, so she's this kind of person that when you know how people that are book uh, that they read books talk, not people like me that we just read novels. Like people that read novels, poem poems like prose, drama. You know, this literature um, fanatics like literature i don't know how to put it so i think piper is always feeling shall i say inferior because that's the word i'll use because whenever she talks she just she hated cornelia and piper was like they don't know she doesn't know who that is because Piper is like the queen bee when she entered that party everybody was trained themselves like to please her you know this queen bee in high school i think they have they have all the sorority queen bee in the suburbs And she felt so embarrassed the way Piper shunned her. And she was, when she got home, she was like, she's, she's someone that everybody likes her. She knows how to like vibe in a dinner party that how come she can't vibe here and everything. And she was like, okay, maybe she's just new and everything. So that's okay. So the chapter two, they were telling us about Piper. How she likes everything to be perfect how she likes Piper is kind of I do not I don't want to use the word OCD because that's not that's not nice and I'm not saying it's like it's a problem or anything but Piper is like I don't know how to put it you know people that are should I put ah there's a word I want to use people that are they just like things a certain way I, she likes her sauce a, set, a certain way, like she likes seamless sauce, she likes um her husband dressed a certain way, she likes, when he came like she was, in this um, chapter she was waiting for her husband at their school in you know, all these good schools and she was so happy that she has been, she, she was like her son can't really read yet and when she got um a letter from school that he had gotten admission she went into her closet to cry and sob that she was so happy. And she when her husband came in, she liked the way her husband looked. just in step, the like the perfect look of I went to work and I'm tired. Look, you know, his hair was mussed and everything. Not like all those men here that look so proper, like they just came, they just left the house. So her husband the perfect way of stressed out from work and looking good, you know. Her husband is Kyle and she's this kind of people she like judges you know all this story, all this some these women that they just judge people and she said for the past 24 hours she has been like seeing a man's back It from when she was younger and she used to sleep around Though she won't call herself a slut but she called other girls that sleep around the slots yeah that's how pipe is very judgmental And she said he was a medical resident she can't really remember his face but I don't know why the image of the doctor's back after they just had sex was coming to her head he was an ophthalmologist and he I don't know you know when something is just reoccurring and you still don't understand why you are still thinking of you as you are remembering that memories like an old memory and then she was a little bit angry that her husband came late for this like parents teacher meeting like like meeting your kindergarten parents and everything and then she was looking at one of the teachers and how the teacher was wearing the sandals she wanted to buy like months ago but it was too expensive and the teacher bought a tacky color which was red and she don't she doesn't feel like she would have bought a red sand, a red color in that sandals so i'm just introducing you to how piper is and then she was pushing her husband to say hi to Betty, like a couple there like just you know commanding her husband and i think her husband was not in the mood And like she kept on ignoring what he wanted and like pushing him to say hi to that friend and then she saw tom tom is her best friend's husband her best friend elizabeth is suffering from cancer and tom she was angry at how tom came looking like it was the end of the world because she doesn't believe her best friend is going to die So, Mm -hmm. she was just like angry, like, why is he looking like Tom's, uh, like, Elizabeth's already dead. And she remembered the conversation she had with Elizabeth, where Elizabeth was like, Tom is touching her like she's glass, like she's already dead. And so, when the kindergarten um, teachers were having the presentation, the back of that doctor still came to her head, like, she was like, where does she, like, why does she keep on remembering that doctor and everything so this I just I'm just introducing you guys to the whole people in the book the main people in the book and Piper is like one of the main people of this book so they are telling us they were not introducing us to a friend Elizabeth Elizabeth that has cancer and Elizabeth was like telling Piper that you didn't tell me about the new neighbor you told me about how the new neighbors um. Wife Cornelia did because Cornelia cuts her hair very short, she, and Papa compared it to her son's hair, her son's hair style, like it was like Cutter. Her son is Cutter, and her younger daughter is married. And how it was really, uh, she wore this short dress to the occasion and fuck me shoes and blah blah. And her friend was like, "You held out on me. You didn't tell me about his, her sexy husband." And she's like, "Uh, this man is okay for people that like this kind of thing." And, he was li- and she was like, that is a lie. That she met the husband. And Pavel Patel, a neighbor, was coming to drop groceries for Elizabeth. And when the husband was running, she pretended to drop the bag. So he helped her pick it and brought it into Elizabeth's house for her. And she said, Elizabeth was like she was swooning. And that she wasn't like, yeah, Matteo is a, is a doctor. He's an ophthalmologist. And Elizabeth was like, no. He said he was an oncologist. And Papa was like, oh. And then Papa understood why she has been having a memory a recurring memory and a, a recurring flashback of having sex with a doctor i think she was you know obviously mm-hmm. Matteo is very sexy so i think she's like oh in her like wow that is why this has been happening and so she was just in with elizabeth and they were gossiping and everything and elizabeth was now telling her that they were just just and Elizabeth switch and was like I love you pipe and she was like why is Elizabeth saying I love you that they are not that that's not how their friendship is they don't say I love you and she was explaining to her that the cancer is spreading and she doesn't want to that she has been doing then Papa was like but you've been doing ke- you've been as in doing chemo and the cancer is gone and she was like she had it uh, Elizabeth was like she had the pain in her hip and they went for a test and it looked like the cancer is everywhere in her bone and that there is a, there is a procedure they said she should take. But it's a very painful procedure. And she doesn't feel she wants to do that. It's a procedure with radiation. And she doesn't feel it's going to do that. And Papa got angry. I was like, so you are giving up. You coward. You are just giving up. And she worked out. That you have two children. Because Elizabeth has two children. Emma and Peter. Emma is at the same age with Piper's um. Cater and peter is the same age with pipers married it's like best friends and gave birth together and new things and she was like you have two children and you're just giving up you're such a coward and she left the house and she went home to cry so then the third important person in this book they're introducing us to is dev dev tremen Root Tremaine. i think that's his name his mom is lake and he's a genius and they just introducing us to him. he's a his mom is a single mom, and he was telling us how hard it is to be a genius. Though he's a very lovely boy with a good heart, with a good heart and everything. And he went to this school where the lecture, uh, the teacher was saying something about um the origin of, uh, as in about um this guy that wrote a book about the origin of species, um Charles Darwin. And when the teacher was saying something, he, like... You know, as someone who loves um, evolution, he's intrigued with evolution. He was not explaining to the teacher that, that we are not... Like, humans are not really the smartest people. That We are the one that... Uh, as in that, explained how smart... Like, we... I don't know how to explain it. He said, um, we invented the whole idea of being smart. So, we can't really, like... Et, um, agree that we are smart. We is like um you saying this is the conditions, the pro- the conditions you have to be to be a tall person. Because that is you. You feel you are the tallest person, so you can't. That he feels that whales as that if we go into the sea, we are, as as we are we are not as smart as whales in, th- as in in thriving in the sea. Whales will be the smartest in the sea. Do you get where I'm coming from? In the air we can't be the smartest. Do you get where I'm coming So he was like explaining to the, the teacher, and the teacher was not like, oh, you must be Dev deaf, um, Tremaine. I've heard about you, which is against school procedure to say information about a student. It was like, oh, we had a we had a meeting about you. How smart you are! So you better shut up. I think so he was so demeaning and rude and condescending because because he felt felt attacked. Maybe because he met someone smarter than him, and he shut him down. That the last time he checked, this was a democracy, which means that no one, not even Mr. Einstein here, deserves special treatment. And the thing really affected Dev. So he stopped talking in school. He stopped. He stopped doing well in school anymore. He stopped reading, stopped doing, as in he was so depressed because of the way that teacher, like, treated him. And when um, he noticed the counselor coming to this, like, because everyone knew he was smart. The school board knew he was smart. And he noticed him in class, and they called his mom and told his mom that he has um concentration issue, that he can't concentrate well. And the mom knew that her son was not like that. And the mom went as it went on them and that's when the mom found out that she explained to the mom that this will happen and the mom took him from the school and they just she went into her room and she was having conversation with the doctor and then they moved to philadelphia and they were moved they moved into a bigger house which is all weird because his mom is a very smart he said his mom is one of the smartest people you know but the mom does not really spend. They normally stay in apartments and things. And he, like she moved into a townhouse this time. And he saw envelope about special school for special people. So in this school he moved into in Philadelphia. He loved it because they were all like smart people. And in this school there was no grading or age grade assessment things. Like you can see a grade six person taking classes with um like grade. I don't know how to grade it in the u.s for taking chemistry and everything because i think it's a school for smart people like but they don't really make it serious like smart smart they just like cruise with the vibe like okay these people are smart they're exceptional so he loved it and he made friends with aiden a 16 year old black guy who was very cool and i think very popular in the school and aiden introduced because aiden does this business where he cuts the grass shovel people's lawn you know and does like no these small jobs kids do and he was like he needs a partner that his partner had left so that's how they became friends and then he met lisa who was sitting close to him lisa is ocd she when she sits down she does this ritual like tapping her leg touching her nose eight times and he he noticed it she can't even have a conversation with someone without doing it so she knows he noticed it and lucky for him lucky for her he was the kind of person that didn't go around spreading it to anyone so that's how they all became friends and he really enjoyed here and then while raking, doing his job he met Cornelia and Tio so then back to Elizabeth um, so Elizabeth was dying and like everybody knew she was going to die and Till um Tom her husband and Piper forced her to like take this um do that radiology um procedure which was really bad because she kept on being in pain and vomiting and so she was like she wants to quit that is very painful and most times she doesn't even remember her children and everything and most times when she's in pain she looks at Piper and Piper feels guilty because they pressured her into this so that day Piper met. Um okay before that, um Cornelia she said one of Cornelia's favorite food is um, pasta a la cutanesca. I think they call it pasta for the bulls And I would really love to eat that food because the way she explained it in the book, hmm, I'm interested. So it's not some some weird um it's not a food dish that she could see in the suburbs. So she went to the grocery to buy it and she met the woman who saw the sauce and was like, Pasta at La cutanesca. And she was like, Yeah. And the lady, the bonded, and the ba- lady was like, I'm a waitress. And she, like, the way she said it, it was like, She was waiting for her to like judge her. And she was like, Oh, nice to meet you. I am Cornelia. And she was like, I'm not the pastry chef or anything. I'm a waitress. And she was like, Yeah. So do you sell um, pasta, um, pasta, um, the putanescas um, pasta in your this She was like, They don't. But that they, they have it there. She was like, "What's the name of your restaurant?" And she called. She's like, no, she already went there, and they said they don't have. It. And I say yeah, but they don't cook it for guests. That they do it for the staff. That she she was like, oh, and she was like, she would talk to the owner and then find a way to get her there so she can eat it. So that's how they became friends, and Lake was so cool, and she Lake really liked her, and she. Was not telling Leek about meeting Piper, as they were in the conversation. Leek like left, finished eating with her like her lunch break, and went to do her book. And Piper came, and when Piper saw her, Piper was like, so different from the normal Piper. And Piper was like, Hi, Cornelia. Is there is it possible that I would meet your your husband? And she was like, You know, blabbing and everything. And she was like, Calm down. It's okay. My husband is free tomorrow by so time. You can come over. And she was like, Oh nice um enjoy your food and she left so she got herself and she left and when lake came she whispered to lake that that was piper so lake went over to piper customers and customers i'm like hi i'm lake and i'll be here to i'm your today and piper was like oh what a weird name lake the same thing she did to cornelia and lake was like oh that that's better than my first name my first name's name is just worse that she's so ashamed she hates her first name because Piper came with one of her friends kate and the, like the piper was not like the kids was not like oh do tell us what's the name and Papa was like yes tell us like very command you know how she can be me and she's like oh my name is pipe my first name is piper like viper like if you remove the p and kate was like oh like, her gasp was so loud that cornelia heard it and was laughing and that's how Piper hated lake so the next day, um, Cornelia was telling Mathieu that maybe she, Papa is in love with her and she's coming to confess. And Papa, um, um, Mathieu was explaining to her that if Papa is in love with me, she's kind of person that she'll wait when I'm learning the moon. That's how they do it around there. And then she'll call me inside for lemonade and then she'll profess her love for me. And she was like, oh, fine. And she, he was like, if Piper was you not, know, Piper wouldn't bring her children. That's when they turned and they saw them at the door. It's like it's so her It's very lovely children. And when Cornelia opened the door, the children, the son was teaching that I was teaching Meredith how to dust her feet on the welcome mat, which was very adorable. And she was like, wow. She expected Piper children to be like this, porn of Sita. and they are very adorable and very polite. And Piper came inside. I went to see. Mathieu and then gave Cornelia a banner like, so can you take care of them? Did they, they just eat this? No, ch- no, okay, and TV. I mean like she had a maid, and Cornelia was just looking shocked that she now gave her food like um, pretzels and water like this for that. This one eats, but don't give them um, merit to that she's pretty trained. I said, and Cornelia was just there looking shocked. And before she could even get her bearing, Papa had gone inside the office with the. Tea. And so she was having fun with her children, and then she just came out looking. Piper came out looking after a while, came out looking scared and shaky, and then ran out that she was going to come back if she left her children. And when she spoke to Tio about it, Tia was like, Piper has a friend that is doing, that has cancer, and she's doing a procedure that is very dangerous. And she told Piper, Piper came over wanting um, him to advise her to so continue the procedure and he vehemently advised Piper not to allow the friend that the, the procedure is very painful and dangerous and there's not pro- there's no probability that she would survive it or it, it will help her cancer so Piper left and she, um, Cornelia was scared that, I do think it's Piper she was like because looking at the children, she saw that the children are still like oh my god do you think Piper said no that the name of the person was Black, blacklisted, is that what they call it, it's like painted black, but it was not Piper, that like if you meet this person, you know the person is dying. And she was like, oh, thank God, like, thinking of the Piper show, like, till now, Sh-tio looked at Cornelia, and I was like, but the lady has two children, so And so Cornelia felt so sad. Then Piper's phone started ringing, and the children were like singing to the song, and Anytime Mary did hear her mother's phone ring, she's like, where's mommy? Where's mommy? So Piper um Cornelia took the phone because the phone kept on ringing and went to Piper's house like to knock and then she heard someone crying, like very painful cry, and she went back. So that's um how Piper went home and spoke to Elizabeth that she spoke to the doctor and the doctor said she should stop no she said she spoke to the doctor and then it was like I don't want to know what she spoke to, to you about that it doesn't matter she said like but she said like I already stopped last week that she couldn't keep on doing it and Piper was like she wanted to say why keep on doing it and she was like fine that she feels so sorry for bullying for as in she and Tom bullied Elizabeth into like taking the procedure and Elizabeth was like she she didn't really do it for them that she must have done but that sometimes you just do things for people you love and that is fine and it's okay and she asked she told Piper that she it's no problem that they have nothing to worry about and everything so going back to Dev they told us about how they're being uncomfortable knowing Lisa's secret and Lisa being very weird I just want to summarize because I promised that we are not going to really talk about going to details too much so i'm going to just spoil some things for you and they have come to the conclusion that the reason his mom removed so much money from her savings for them to be is because he feels that his dad is around here and that's why his mom came here because most times the mom tell him things but this particular time she didn't really talk about why they were moving to philadelphia and he, remembering the story of his mom saying she was in college and she got pregnant and she and the father, as in his father, tried to live together, but she left his father because he was so childish and everything that she was really, really smart because she won scholarship to study in Brown University and then she dropped out and she, then she left her parents because she was scared they would, disapp- they would be disappointed. Her, and that she doesn't know where his father is so she feels that okay maybe the mom now knows where his father is and that's why they moved here and he told aiden about it and aiden told him about how his own father is very wealthy that he just knows how to make money he said he can't help it while well, his mom is irish all irish women that swear, and that his own father um his own father i think his father died and his mom remarried like remarried again, so that he's just explaining when you see that he's half he's black and his mom his both his parents are white, so he won't be confused and then that's why Dev told him about his father, though he didn't really say everything and so Dev st- started working for and too, and he really loved them and loved their family, and they really accepted him. No, no, before then, Lake invited Cornelia to her house for dinner, like, to introduce her, because they became very good friends, to introduce her to her son. And when she met Dev, she was intrigued. Dev was talking about sonnets and literature and he's just 13, and she was, they were vibing together. and. Dev fell in love with Cornelia because Cornelia didn't really t- treat him like a freak, like normal adults do. And Lake was like looking at Cornelia like, oh, she passed the test. And so after dinner, her and Cornelia were bonding, and she asked Cornelia about, Cornelia's father, about Dev's father. She asked Lake, sorry, Cornelia asked Lake about Dev's father, and she could see that Lake lied to her. And I think she, she felt hot that Lake would lie to her. And when Lake, in turn, asked her why she must feel like the she gave Lake the stranger's passion that she just needed in, that um, Tio got a got a new job here. And so because of that, she just felt some kind of way about Lake. And so then she left, and then passed forward, they're working for Cornelia and Tio, and really liking Tio. And Lake starting to... like. Vibe with a neighbor that was just divorced recently, and then Cornelia introducing um Dev to Claire. Claire is like her the adopted child that uh, Claire's mom is bipolar, and most times when she had episodes, that she just drops Claire in the middle of in the road or in the house and just moves. So that's how. Cornelia and um, Theo met Claire and, like, kind of adopted her. So once in a while, Claire comes to visit them, like, spend thanksgiving. And then they fell in love with Claire. And it was just, like, love at first sight. And they started vibing. Then back to Elizabeth. So Elizabeth was dying. And one a day, because sometimes Elizabeth is not in the mood to, like, have children over. So when, there was this episode, this, um, episode this time when Piper was taking care of children and elizabeth called her and was like she should come over And she was like she's watching the children and she was like can you please just come over right now and so she called the babysitter and the babysitter was not available and she looked over out I as mean, she looked out her window and saw Theo and cornelia because she felt elizabeth was in danger she left the children with tio and cornelia and ran to meet elizabeth and when elizabeth was there elizabeth confessed that she almost divorced um Tom that she asked Tom that she wants to move out a week before she found out she had cancer, that she met someone, that she just remembered that she wasn't in love with Tom anymore. And, and then Papa was like, No, your marriage is perfect and everything. You no know how Papa wants things to be a certain way? She was like no, that she didn't sleep with the guy, but they kissed four times and they held hands and Papa was laughing and she was like Tom feels guilty that she was not happy in here. Her marriage. That's why she fell sick. And Piper was like, "But unhappiness doesn't cause cancer." And he was like, "Tom knows. Tom just felt okay. She was not happy in her marriage, and then now, she feels sick. Like she has such a shitty life, and he can't do anything about it. And that she she wants that he feels guilty, and that she wants that when he dies, that she's telling Piper. So when she dies, if Tom doesn't want to move on or anything, she should tell Tom that she cheated. That she can even lie that she had sex that she did it several times but just to make tom not hurt because she feels so guilty about blaming tom because she blamed tom for the failure of their marriage which was not true that she just wanted something new that she wasn't in love with the man but she was just tired of not being in love with her husband so so it went a while and then Dev was still trying to find his father and with the help of his friend but then they found out that the guy he thought was his father was not his father so they kept on trying and doing everything and elizabeth was dying and then he elizabeth met tio and cornelia and fell in love and i think Papa started loving cornelia then because most people don't know how to like um approach someone dying some people cry which, and Piper was making a list because she, she going to deal with all of them. While some avoid eye contact, while some don't talk to Elizabeth, they talk to Piper. Like, Elizabeth's already gone. So, but when Cornelia met um, Elizabeth, Cornelia vibed well with Elizabeth. And Piper fell in love, a little bit in love with Cornelia. That was when their friendship started. And then Cornelia, when, you know this thing about them seeing cancer parents looking good when it's almost time for them to die. Yeah, it happens to Cornel M um, to Elizabeth, and they heard Emma crying that she wants that it's two weeks to Christmas and she wants mommy to be that she's scared mommy might not be alive till then. And Piper went away crying that she's not even praying for an eternity with her mother, she's not praying for a year, she's just praying for two weeks. And she looked at them, and in their eyes, they like made a decision that they will make it there that they will do anything in their power to make Elizabeth leave to see christmas which elizabeth did and elizabeth died two years after new year elizabeth two days before elizabeth would have died she because she was going slowly she asked everyone to move that she wanted her parents she wanted piper's children in the house she wanted piper's husband and piper's husband has been complaining to piper that piper loves elizabeth more than the family and she was, in her head, because one thing about Piper, she has conversation in her head, she won't say what she wants to say out loud, she just have it in her head and in her head she was like, no, I don't love Elizabeth more than my children, but I love Elizabeth more than you and she, he was like, making Piper feel guilty that she has been ignoring the children and she was, in her head, she answered again that she is always with her children and in Piper, and in Elizabeth house. Like, that if he was at home, he would know that, but she didn't say anything, and he was like, he wants to talk to her, and she was like, she doesn't need this now so after elizabeth died he came to meet her and told her that he's in love with someone else that he's moving out and that she ignored him and he was like he's moving out a day after the funeral that is always going to be it. first it was piper's sickness it was elizabeth's sickness then it was elizabeth dying now it's elizabeth's funeral that if he doesn't talk to her about it, its it they are never going to talk about it and piper ignored him and walked away 'Cause Papa is the kind of person that she she hates being divorced. She feels it's not nice being divorced. She prefer she I feel that she knows she's not in love with Kyle. and their marriage is shit, but she's just going to stay because she doesn't want to be the she doesn't she doesn't want, you know, things to be different. That's the kind of person she is. So a day after Elizabeth died, the fu- after the funeral, Cornelia just came and they came to the funeral Okay, in the funeral, when Cornelia was speaking to her, she was expecting Cornelia to say, oh, sorry for this, but Cornelia was just like, tomorrow I'm going to take your kids. You need time alone. And Cornelia walked out. And she fell in love with Cornelia a little bit again after that. And... The next day, she was alone and she was crying in the bathtub, like, trying to, like, find herself, like, because she has been... Her life has been revolving around Elizabeth and everything. And... Her husband walked into the bathroom and told her how he was in love with the children's um, doctor. And she was like, That she started laughing. That the the kid's doctor is a man. I was like, No, he called the lady, that's like that. She's a nurse. That is only when that if you she was not like when he took their son to the doctor, that that was who attended. I'm like, No, if you have taken your son more often to the doctor, you know that that's not her, their doctor, and that is a nurse. And funny thing is that she was angry that the nurse was ugly because you know, I mean, it means that she truly he truly loved the nurse, he's not just following her for her looks. Yeah, Piper is crazy. So, because of her husband leaving and taking his wine and everything, he even packed tuna packs that his children eat she felt the house was soiled, so she was always staying in tom's house and then she started sleeping there and people started talking like gossiping that she's sleeping with her best friend and though she was falling in love with tom which was a very complicated thing so she was falling in love with tom but she was still sleeping there and running home to like change because she couldn't stand staying in her house she felt the house has been soiled because her husband left and everything so, she was in a gym class, a step class with Cornelia and someone insulted her for sleeping, that she's sleeping with her friends, her best friend's husband and everything. And she felt embarrassed because she felt everybody now knows that she has been sleeping over there. So, back to Deveros. who was in the house one day and he call came in and he peaked and unfortunately it was his grandmother. He didn't even know his grandmother was still alive and she told him secrets that Explained that his mom, Tremaine, was not his dad. That Tremaine was a man his mom ran away with to pretend. Like the man wanted to be with her because he loved her, and the mom wanted him because she wanted a father for him. That his real father was one guy from Princeton, a med student, that abandoned her. And then he put two and two together. He remembered he saw two wearing Princeton. sweatshirt and Tio is a medical doctor and he now understood that you was his father that abandoned him. So he called Claire and Aidan together and told them about it and Claire insulted him that you're just jealous you don't have a family and you want to take my own family because Tio and Cornelia are like Claire's family. And Claire ran away. Because it was a really hurtful thing for Claire to say to Dev and Claire ran away. And the next morning he still did not tell his mother what he found out of the next morning, he was with his friend Aiden. And the bell rang and he was asking Aiden to check if it's Claire. And fortunately, Claire brought Cornelia and Matthew. Which, and Cornelia is like pregnant. Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys that. I told you I'm going to be all over the place. And so Cornelia came into the house and I'm like, oh, hi. And there's something you guys should know is that Lake always avoids meeting you. And when Theo came into the house, Theo, Lake's mom, was, like, having a dinner, a lunch, a breakfast, this thing, with her neighbor, that guy that she was, that loves her and that she loves, but she just didn't want to stay with, because, obviously, she's a terrible person that has been keeping too many secrets from her soul. And when she came in and saw Theo and Cornelia, and Cornelia was like, hi, Lake, Claire told us, you invited us and stuff. And Theo was like, are you not Ronnie, Ronnie Larrabee from college and the mother um, dev was like yeah mom do you know tio and, and claire was screaming no it's not true tio do you know her do you know her because claire was like tio would never abandon that she uh, that dev does not know tio tio will never abandon his child and Dev kept on screaming, yes, mom, tell Tio who I am and Tio, tell him how you abandoned. And Tio was looking confused, like, no, we didn't, we just, like, dated for, like, two weeks or something, and we're not really serious, and I was leaving this thing, and Dev ran out, and Cornelia was, like, crying, and Tio did not even look at her. Tio wanted to run after Dev, and Tio was talking to Lake, and certainly, Lick. you told him I denied the pregnancy, you told him I de- I rejected you and Cornelia started crying and the thing that broke Cornelia's heart was when Tio looked at her there was this blank look in his face before he remembered oh that's my wife that is in pain and when Tio wanted to take her home she pushed Tio away and he felt hurt because really it's not Tio's fault but in Cornelia's head she felt heartbroken that she wanted her child Tio to be the first child and she started hurting Tio Tio came home she was avoiding him telling Tio that they should run away that Tio should not take the son not accept them and everything And she was like that's not the kind of person i am and she kept on crying and then she was now like if i know this is not what you bargained for in the marriage but if you want to leave me there's no problem she didn't really hear it you know this kind of thing that you're just walking on that with her so she went upstairs to sleep and she slept downstairs and Tio was, when she was living, she was not like telling Tio, what will you do? And Tio was like, this is hurtful. We normally say, what will we do? But now it's, what would Tio do? What would Tio say? What would Tio? That's so we're no more it seemed. And she went up. And then in the middle of the night, I think it came to her head that she actually Tio said something about him leave that he understands if she leaves and she, she woke up scared and was crying and she ran downstairs and she went to meet Tio and she said, no Tio, she was kissing him and he was like, you are here and she was like, I will never leave you I will never leave you, what are we going to do she what are we going to do and Tio was like, he's so happy that she said that i like, he was like how are you feeling and still asked her you didn't ask something i was like how you feeling?" he was like he's scared that he doesn't know what to do that he's confused but whatever dev wants that's what they'll do so when dev met them dev left the house he was staying in 18 because his mom actually was the bad guy here she was lying to everyone and she came, he came back home and his mother was being and he was like he can't forgive her but he understands that he can't understand why she did it and he can't forgive her but and he can't trust her. and she was like she will never lie to him and he, she was he was like how will i even believe you when i don't trust you anymore and he overheard his mom crying to his grandmother she does not trust her anymore until is going to go and live with them and he, she feels that she has lost you and the grandmother was like where are they nice people and she because she she told her own mother that they rejected her While wow, that was not true so to cut everything short, Claire texted Dev and apologized and they came back together and he, he came to meet Tio. He came to meet Tio and Cornelia. They took him like in, Cornelia like, like hugged him. Because there's something Tio told Cornelia. I said, I don't think of it as Tio had a child. Think of it as Dev because Dev is an amazing child and you've fallen in love with Dev without even knowing Dev was my son. And Cornelia understood. And he explained to Dev explained to Cornelia and Jill that his mom is still feeling overwhelmed and she he hopes they forgive her because she did an unspeakable thing but he wants to move that he can come and be visiting but he just feels they should move and they said that's fine with them that he said maybe they will come back but for now he just feels they should move and then Claire went into labor. Mm-mm, sorry Cornelia went into labor when she was giving birth because she almost died, she was losing blood, and she told Till to call Dev and uh, to make Dev no leave. So at the end of the day, Tom ended up with Piper and he told Piper he liked her not because she's there, because that's what people say is that okay, she's there and she's taking care of your children and everything. That he lost he fell in love with it, as in he lost Piper because she's Piper. That's even and he now told Piper that Elizabeth wanted to leave me, and Piper was like, Yes, I know so Piper and Tom put both their house for sale and they were planning to move into a new house um, Cornelia gave birth to Rose which was their daughter's name and Lake ended up with Rafferty, though he forgave her for always lying and then was with Claire so like everything worked out very well and though we lost the book we lost Elizabeth I cried because it was a very painful death so it was a painful thing, but it ended up well at the end of the day. You know, most women will not forgive Tio, which though it was not Tio's fault, I will not forgive Lake, cause Lake um, manipulated Cornelia into being her friend just to find out like information about her. And Lake explained Cornelia that she wanted to actually come back together with Tio, but she met Cornelia and she fell in love with Cornelia, and she just felt that okay. She just wants a good father, but she kept on still lying, she still did not say the truth. Cornelia forgave her, and it ended up well. So, I I really love the book. It's not your typical romance and everything, it's just that it's, it's about love that we don't understand these days because most times we just feel I think love you put in time, you put in effort, you put in understanding, you try not to be selfish, which we can't help because it's in human nature to be selfish, but at the end of the day. Love is, is hard work. It's not all rosy like most books says it, and that's what this book was trying to, like on explain to us that family is not people you know by blood. Family can be anybody, and love is not something you just that is just easy. There are days that it's going to be hard. There are days that are going to break your heart. The way Cornelia broke hearts too because she was feeling hot, and we all know it was not Teo's fault. Theo did not know he had a child and everything. And how Claire hurt Dev, even though she loves Dev, but because she was feeling um, threatened—that okay, Dev is going to Dev's father is the man she loves like a father. Do you get? So it's something that we just have to—it's teaching that love to his forgiveness, and uh, love is patience, and you know it's just one of my best book when it comes to understanding love. And I, this is one of the books that I'm like, okay, this, this is the kind of this is kind of relationship. Uh, everybody will aspire to have Tio and Cornelia's relationship, the love they have for each other, they've known each other since they were four years old, and they were not really in love with each other till recently, like, but it's a years of friendship, of knowing someone, so Cornelia was feeling hot, because she has known Tio all her life, but she never even knew Tio, you had, like, a relationship, so it's just something that, it's very, like, I really, really love this book, and I really want you guys to Read the book because I didn't really say everything. You you still don't know about Toby, um, Cornelia's brother, or Oli, Cornelia's sister, or Cornelia's mom and dad. So there are just so much in it. The book is amazing, and I just feel you guys should read it. I know I said I'm not going to go into too much details, but I told you when I'm, I, but I told you when I'm talking about books, I just tend to like forget myself. And this book is one of the, is one of my favorite books. This is one of the favorite, um, summary of in all this, my podcast this is one of my favorite. I really enjoy talking about this book because it's a very wholesome book about relationship. Um catchy on catch me reading. And, um, I really appreciate my listeners. I don't know how to say it because I see that people listen and it really means so much to me. And like I always say, if there's anything, you know, I can do to make you listening to it better Please let me know. Thank you very, very much for listening to Catchy on Catch Me Reading. Uh, See you next time.